Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. Uh, So last hour, uh, we were kicking around some uh, brilliant ideas on how to prepare for the wintry mix. And then also some disturbing news about uh, plane loads of people being flown into Charlotte from the border. And what all appearances are based on the presence of interpreters and uh, their bags, uh, clear bags filled with, you know, cell phones and uh, various toiletries and such. Um, All indications are that they are unauthorized immigrants that are being trafficked around the country. See, it's different when the government does it. Well, it's different when Democrats in government do it. Right. When you bus them from. Uh, Texas to New York City or Martha's Vineyards, that now that is a bridge too far, quite literally too far. Right. You got to get them on planes and then you got to fly them into cities that are designated by the NGOs that are on government contracts to do so. See, that's the way the Biden administration wants all of this to work. Let me go over here and get Danny on the program. Hello, Danny. Welcome to the show. What's going on? Fine. How are you doing today? Hey, Thank I'm, you for I'm taking my call. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thanks for calling. Yeah, there are a couple things, if you don't mind. One's on the employment, how they brag, the government brags about the unemployment. The key thing about anybody, and I'm not no business person, but even I got enough sense to know, it's a, the participation rate. Right. I mean, this goes even before Biden. Unemployment rate doesn't really matter, and it's actually went up. And these last jobs, that was uh that they said it was created and everything. They're not manufactured jobs, even with the chips thing that the government subsidized and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot of these jobs are government jobs. It's thousands. These even the last one, I think, it was like thirty-two thousand out of the ones were government jobs. Yeah, they're in, education in the last, and healthcare related. Yeah, yeah, that absolutely. I'm, because I hear people say that, and it's like they don't check even. When they, you know, they ask questions about it at uh, the White House, or they don't even ask questions like that. Or they don't say, well, these jobs were created here. The government created these jobs and things like that. But but anyway, that's fake. And they're not the only ones to brag about that, but these seem to be the worst ones. And on, uh, on the immigration thing, I hate to say this, but, well, I really don't because it's true. And I've got people that I know that I actually talk to. I was in the Marines for quite a few years, and I know this is a sad, sad thing to say because you're not supposed to go and serve because the president, you're serving for the country. I know he's in charge of you. Right. But you're serving America. And what a sad, sad thing to me is Americans don't seem to care. You see, all these people yelling at these uh, meetings up in Chicago and everything. They didn't care. They didn't care when the people down on the border were struggling because, you know, they said, well, I don't even know if they cared if it was Republican or Democrat, because a lot of them are Democrats down there. Mm-hmm. But they didn't care like Castro down there. I mean, at least he's willing to come, you know, uh, what is he, a uh, congressman down there? Yeah, Julian Castro, yeah. 
At least he will call out Biden. Oh, I mean, I don't agree with it. And even he halfway, but at least, you know, he does this. Right. But because he suffered. And until, you know, when New York started seeing all these problems and stuff, or Chicago or these other cities, and like you talked about Charlotte, it's just starting in Charlotte. Right, right. And I live on the board, right over the border. It's not going to stop in Charlotte. No, of course it's not. It's going to spread out. Right. And, you know, in Charlotte. But, so, yeah, so let me go back first to the, uh, uh, to the, the uh, jobs numbers. I saw this. Uh, this is probably gonna uh, this is probably gonna hack you off a little bit, but um, do you know how many out of the last eleven jobs reports were revised after they were um, after they were announced, and they were revised probably. downward out of the eleven? Just like this one, most of them probably ten of the eleven. Yeah, revised downward. So they come out with their big number. Look at all the jobs we created. And then they have to revise the number. And the revisions are, are usual. That that happens, right? They they come out and they're like, okay, we got it a little bit wrong here, the exact numbers or whatever. But for it to be revised lower, 10 out of 11 straight times, the chance of that happening, if you were to like flip a coin higher or lower, you know, does it get revised higher or lower? If you were to flip a coin and get heads 10 times in a row, the chance of that happening is point. Zero 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 nine eight. In other words, impossible. It's impossible, um, and that's what we're supposed to believe. That they flipped heads ten times in a row. That's what we're supposed to believe because every single time they have to revise these numbers downwards. The other thing is that they're claiming credit for jobs created, but those jobs weren't created. They were brought back, no. right? Because the yes. right the 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 jobs were first destroyed. They were shut down. They were locked down. And then, like, you don't – it's not like you get to say, oh, you know, I turned off the water spigot, and then you let it uh, you let it run dry, and then it's like, oh, I'm going to turn it back on. Look at me. I'm bringing water to the, to the garden. No, you turned off the water to the garden first. You don't get credit now for all the new water coming in as if it was starting from zero through no action of your own. So the, the – and, yeah, and they- yeah, and they've been. And they, to your point, they've been they juicing don't take these credit stats. For that, do they? they don't take credit for the jobs they shut down. No, no, that was all Trump. They did. Right, that was all Donald yeah. Trump. <laughs> right, so yeah. They, Speaking they, of that, I, I got away. Well, first of all, I, I heard. I because I listen a lot of things. I'm pretty. I am a Trump supporter. Mm-hmm. I am a Trump supporter, but. And I got friends that tell me, "Oh man, you know." It's, I, Believe me, I wish he'd shut up sometime. I really do. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. listen, live up, go on the things that you did. You did a good job. You made Americans proud again. You made people respect. I don't care if they don't like us overseas. Who cares as long as they respect us? Instead of you talking about NATO, they're not But anyway, I'm sorry. Nikki Haley. Okay. I heard her on C-SPAN. I, she spent no, it's no telling how much time she spent on there talking about funding Ukraine mm-hmm. and making the thing. And I said, I th- think I've talked to you before about this. I think we should support Ukraine. I don't think we should be the leaders. I think Europe does. And this thing about all they're telling you, you know, America, you need to pay for everything. You need it. We got all them thousands of troops in Germany. And Germany don't take the They're a rich country. These are not poor countries. Mm-hmm. They let them step up. We can be in support of role. 
We yeah. can help them with things and stuff. And of course, I'm all in. I ain't gonna make no excuse for Israel. Mm-hmm. You do what was done to them and the people that make excuses for Hamas and even Palestinians. Look at look at the history. You need to go back and look at history. What Palestinians has went to other countries, you know, around the Middle East and what they've done. Egypt, yep. Jordan, yeah. things like that. Yeah, they've been kicked out of all of the surrounding countries, yeah. They don't want them. Why do they not want them? That's, I mean, if we're the racist, horrible people, you know, the Trump supporters and stuff, the ones trying, why do they not want it? What are they? Yeah. I mean, they live next to them and stuff, but they, and they don't want them over there. But anyway... Oh, uh, Danny, I'll, I'll go right back. Yeah, man. Hey, I appreciate the call. And by the way, thanks for your service and welcome home, sir. Appreciate you. Oh, okay. Take care. Thank, thank you, Danny. You. All right. Take care. Uh, yeah, on the immigration question that Danny raised also, get this. Um, the Texas governor announced the results. This was no- December 29th, 2023. This is from a lawsuit being filed by New York against the bus companies that have been driving the, the migrants. So they're suing the bus companies. And listen to this. This is from their filing, from, the, from New York's filing in court. It says, the Texas governor announced the results to date of the defendant's implementation of his plan, busing tens of thousands of individuals to what he calls sanctuary cities. No, you call yourself sanctuary cities. Anyway, um, New York has a law to address just this kind of conduct. Get this. Section 149 of the New York Social Services Law requires that, quote, any person who knowingly brings or causes to be brought a needy person from out of state into this state for the purpose of making him a public charge shall be obligated to convey such person out of state or support him at his own expense. They are admitting that they are becoming public charges. New York is admitting that when they take migrants in, when migrants come into an area that they go on to public assistance, it costs the local government's money. They're citing New York state law saying you, you're you not allowed to do that. If you're bringing them in to dump them here and make us have to pay for them because now they're needy, you got to send you either got to send them back. You got to take them back or you have to pay for them. Like th- this is why this is the, the most brilliant move in this entire immigration debate. I wish they had done it 15 years ago and maybe we wouldn't be in this mess we're in. Greg writes in to Pete at the Pete Callender show dot com. Pete, aren't the new jobs numbers, aren't these new jobs mostly government jobs? Jobs that Trump did not fill. That's what I thought I heard. Um that's interesting. I don't know. That that may be the case too. Um yeah, I mean when you see the kind of you know cratering of an economy that we saw during the pandemic due to government action, as the economy comes back, you don't get credit for the economy digging itself out. And what is the economy? The economy is us, right? And I know this is I, this is kind of controversial. I say it pretty regularly, and I usually get some blowback for it. But there are, are basically two kinds of people, and I don't mean this as a pejorative. I'm not trying to insult people, and I'm not saying their work doesn't matter. I'm not saying they, they're not doing work. I'm just saying there are two kinds of people when it comes to the government funding, and it is taxpayer and tax consumer and where you fall on that uh, on that scale is based upon whether or not you put money into the government or you take a net 
draft from the government. That's it. Do you pay, quote, your fair share, as it were? Again, I'm not denigrating any of the work of anybody that takes a paycheck from any kind of government agency. I am pointing out that your paycheck would not be funded, but for the people who pay into it. And I'm not saying that that makes taxpayers better. Because without, like, for example, law enforcement, if you don't have law enforcement, if you don't have the military, you get overrun. Well, we kind of have that now, so that's probably a bad example. But let's just say, well, let's just say that we're not being, you know, overrun at the border, right? You, if you can't have a uh, an orderly society with an umbrella of security provided by uh, some sort of police force and internationally by a military, right? Then you don't you don't have the economic activity to allow taxpayers to create jobs and to generate the revenue that the taxes or that the, uh, uh, that the government needs in order to pay for the positions, right? So it's a symbiotic relationship. The problem is, is when you have too many tax consumers and too few payers, right? That system then does not work any longer. Um, on the immigration issue, Scott says, Charlotte is the asylum city with a tsunami of syphilis. That is a mouthful. Ew. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah, there are, uh, yeah, the increased rates of STDs and stuff. The local uh, health officials have been warning about, talking about this increase. Um, along the lines, like this is from the, uh, the, uh, the lawsuit to, uh, against the bus companies that have been contracted to deliver migrants to New York. New York is now suing those bus companies. And they're citing this section 149 of the New York social services law that requires any person who knowingly brings or causes to be brought a needy person from out of state into the state for the purpose of making him a public charge shall be obligated to convey such person out of state or support him at his own expense. Right. You, you cannot bring people. You cannot bring people into New York State and just dump them there. So New York State has to pay for it if they find out who you are. So that's the law they're citing. And so now the question and this comes from Alexandria Brown on Twitter. And I, I believe she's a libertarian. And so libertarians are kind of jammed up on this topic, but whatever. Um, it brings up a question, she says, which must but will not be addressed directly by politicians. Who is going to pay for the basic care of those crossing the border. Hundreds of thousands of people are arriving and they have nowhere to live. They have no jobs. They have no way to buy food. So where are they going to go? And why would they, where they do go, why do they go there? Who is going to pay for the housing, the food, the clothing, the hygiene, the basics of life? She says, I want specific answers to this. What entity is paying for that? And where is that money coming from be specific and these are basic questions by the way basic questions and we don't we do not have a curious media interested in asking the people who are enacting these policies and are promulgating these programs the media does not care to ask them there's no accounting all right do the current world events have you wondering whether we are teetering on the edge of catastrophe are you concerned it's going to reach our shores Okay, so what are you doing about your concerns? Let me help. Carolina Readiness Supply. 
at carolinareadiness.com. Whether you're looking to expand your emergency preparedness supplies or you have no idea where to even begin, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you. Food, water purifiers, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies even. Because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you'll need for any kind of emergency. In Waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com, veteran-owned Carolina readiness supply will you be ready when the lights go out uh all right so i did hear this story during the newscast i have some questions so i went and i did a quick search here i came up with an abc story a customer has filed a negligence lawsuit against duncan aka duncan donuts remember they changed their name because apparently some people have a negative association with donuts um and this individual, his name is Paul Kerouac. Not sure if he was on the road or not when the incident occurred, but he claimed he was injured by an exploding toilet at one of the coffee chain's locations in central Florida. And he's seeking more than $100,000 uh, in his lawsuit filed in state court in Orlando this week. He claimed he suffered severe and long-term injuries following the explosion of a toilet in the men's room of a Duncan located in Winter Park, Florida, a year ago. I don't know. Maybe they failed to winterize the pipes. It is Winter Park, so I assume it gets cold. All right, let me bring on Nelson here, who apparently uh, is an expert uh, in this field. Hello, Nelson. Welcome to the program. Hey, love the show. Yeah, my name is Nelson. Uh, yeah, for a number of years, I was a janitor at a local the uh, community college, and if if that man needs an expert witness to testify on his behalf, I am available. Really, he deserves every penny of his one hundred thousand dollar plus. I tell you, I'm sure he'll for many years he'll have nightmares. He'll have shudders. Um, shudders. That just, was by the way. Shutters. Yeah, the, the humanity. I am not. I am not teasing. No. So that all right. So I, I, have you? I wish him all the luck. Have you yes, experienced sir. an exploding toilet? Let's just say there's 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 different ways of of describing toilet explosions. If you catch my drift, I understand totally. That's because when I first saw the headline, I thought. Like what my understanding of an exploded toilet meant something completely different. Like the the toilet was still operable after the explosion. Like that's the way. Like somebody blew up a toilet. You know, like that. It meant something else versus what this well, guy suffered. I still did. In fact, I may I may have to uh, make it a class action suit because it triggered it triggered all kinds of PTSD in me of some of the toilet explosions that I was confronted with over the years. <laughs> And I'm telling you, I may get over it someday, but I'm not over it yet, and it's been more than a decade. It sounds it sounds like you still carry the scars, Nelson. You know, yeah, and I wish I'd had the good sense to sue, but it was just an occupational hazard in my case. Mm. Um, and I think fair fair to say that it was the other kind of toilet explosion mm. um, uh, for this gentleman, and uh, not not the kind that I was confronted with on a daily basis. Same. 
So, but um, my my offer stands. If it, if it will help that man get the the, the recompense that he's entitled to, mm-hmm. then then just take down my name off the air. Take down my name and number. Okay. And uh, you said Winter Park, Florida, not that far away. No. Happy to help. I can tell you, his attorney, his name is Scott Spradley, and uh, oh, so if you, you want to directly, me. yeah, reach out to Scott. I know that man. I know him. You know Scott Spradley. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a, a, a neighbor's dog uh, uh, bit me in the calf, and when I was when I was in Jacksonville, and I was driving by, and on a bus on a bus uh, station uh, bench, there was you know, have you been have you been injured? Oh my God! All right, this is prophetic. And so you saw yeah. the billboard or or the bench board, uh, yeah. and you said, yes, I have been injured. And so yeah, I'm yeah. going to call Scott Spradley. I don't. I mean, yeah. His number is probably like you know nine 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 whatever. Um, yeah. And so you call him. All right. So this is what you yeah, do. Yeah, and, and I was in his office, and and I um, uh, he, he he you know said describe the situation, and unfortunately, it wasn't a big ferocious pit bull kind of dog. Right. It was it was a it was a Shih Tzu, mm. and and uh, he said, well, you know, it 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 just won't look good in court. He said, yeah. too bad it wasn't a Rottweiler, or a Boxer, or a Doberman, perhaps. Right. But no, a Shih Tzu just wasn't going to cut it. So, which is weird because it kind of seems like it kind of seems like he has a general area of practice between your case and that other one, uh, oh, this yeah, other one with covered, the toilet. I'm sure, I'm yeah. sure personal in, in, injury is, is, you know, is very lucrative. Oh, yeah, that's and, what I meant. And I'm sure that opportunities like this, though, a big a big uh, corporation like Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, no, 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 just yeah, Dunkin'. Yeah, but just he, needs Dunkin'. To, he, needs, he needs to see that one through. All right, so so you the, already know Scott Spradley, or maybe it's Spradley, I don't know. But you know Scott Spradley, uh, so uh, you should put, because, like, I, too, have suffered from exploded toilets. Um, blown up toilets, um, and so maybe you throw my name in there too. We can get a class action going. Yeah, yeah. I think that you know. I again, knowing him as I do, he right. he I mean, he'd appreciate you know, and I'd probably love to hear from it. But um, oh, sure, yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't really think that it would you know dovetail too well. And as I said uh, earlier, that this was more of an occupational hazard. It's mm. just you know, well, same here. Happen. Have you ever have you ever worked in a radio building? Same. Oh man, yeah. Right. No, actually, yes. Yeah. Yes, I have. Oh, yeah. oh, really? What yeah. radio building did you work in? Well, I I worked in the TV station where I met I met I met uh, the famous weatherman that has the really nice hair. I, I met him. So that's I, all I of them. Come on, man. That's every single one of them. Well, no, he also had a beautiful smile. Oh. And, and and a beautiful suit. I knew that guy. Um, I knew and, that one. And um, yeah, for a weatherman, he had one of those weatherman names that sounds like. Well, how else would you? What other business could you be in with a name like that? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Well, Nelson, yeah. I appreciate it. I do know the guy you're talking about. We, um, I don't think I've ever met him. Um, but uh, no, that's good. Well, if you change your mind and you you, you get in contact with Scott Spradley, maybe uh, he didn't want to take the Shih Tzu case, but he's taken the toilet case. So I don't know. There might be some gold to mine there couple of messages here on the the illegal immigration crisis that's occurring on the southern border and it's now arrived in Charlotte. Uh, We've got uh, plane loads of folks that are arriving, according to the North State Journal. Um, And one of the questions is, you know, who's paying for the relocation of these people? And it's taxpayers, taxpayers who are 
you know, having their uh, their paychecks garnished via taxes, and then those taxes go to NGOs, non governmental organizations, and then those uh, those NGOs with their grant money in hand, they then start paying for you know various basic services necessities of the people who cross over, but at some point. Right? There are government-associated costs at the local level and, and at the federal level. And so who's paying? This is what New York City Mayor Eric Adams is all upset about. It's, it's, gonna, it's breaking their budget because the border states started sending people to New York City, which proclaimed itself to be a sanctuary city. So when you say, come here, we're a sanctuary city, and Texas is like, okay, we're being overrun. You're a sanctuary city. Here you go. And it's like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. We didn't mean that kind of sanctuary city. Here's a message that says, uh, I was approved for Section 8 housing voucher uh, last January, but got placed on a four-year waiting list. The list prioritizes recipients based on certain criteria. At the top of the list are, quote, refugees. And off the record, I was told all these migrants have to be housed first. Russ says, I'd like to see the Venn diagram. Oh, I bet. Kamala Harris would, too, or Kamala. Sorry, Kamala. You you call her Kamala. Um, I'd like to see the Venn diagram of COVID panicked who ignore sick aliens and the gun control advocates who are okay with dropping gun charges. It might be enlightening. Yeah, they, I think they would be perfect circles, right? Those who were so afraid of COVID but are ignoring all of the, the sick people coming across the border. Like, they didn't want you leaving your house. Or, or being in the supermarket unmasked because you might expose them. But we'll take, yeah, we'll take 8 million people. Oh, uh, hang on a second. Eh, what's going on? Hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on, hang on, hang on. All right, there we go. Russell, welcome to the program. Hello, Russell. Yeah, yeah, I was, uh, I was on the Charlotte Fire Point many years back in the late 60s. We had an old station I was at, had a toilet downstairs and a little sink. But one night a guy, I heard him screaming, and I ran in there, and a, a sewer rat had jumped up between his legs and oh, went no. around in that little room. And next thing you know, it jumped and went back in the toilet. But about this thing down about that guy getting bit by that dog down there, and I, I read that in the paper. And the lawyer said that the reason he didn't take it to court is the evidence was too small. Well played, Russell. <laughs> All right. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Well, that's the thing. It's like it only took a little nip, you know, just a taste. Um, let's see. Uh, so, how do toilets explode? Explode. Jan says typically it requires assistance that includes a waterproof fuse. Interesting. Um, I also had this report. I mentioned this, I think, the other day, but. I got a message uh, from somebody, I think, uh, well, uh, they work at the airport. And um, this person identified a problem, a growing problem in Charlotte uh, at the airport. Namely, uh, and they sent photos uh, taken surreptitiously. Um, They say, early in the morning, you can see Charlotte's new homeless shelter, a.k.a. The baggage claim area. They used to keep them out of here, but recently 
People come to work in the morning, and now they're everywhere. Somebody asked the airport police, and they said it came down from the mayor's office that they should be left alone. I swear there's one woman with a pull wagon that has moved in and never leaves. I see her all times of day in a rocking chair beside the American Airlines Credit Union. <laughs> um, and so then they sent me photos, and uh, yeah, one of them's got a camp chair. Oh, I think this is the woman. It's got a camp chair with a little rolling cart here. And this individual who works at the airport says you can easily pick them out from the passengers because they cover up their heads. Uh, One woman's laying across her wagon with her socks off, uh, has been there for weeks and never moves. Sure, that's a problem, right? Bob, welcome to the program. Hello, Bob. I have like a minute. Okay, Pete. Uh, you know, Charlotte is a de facto sanctuary city, and we shouldn't be surprised that we're getting some of the treatments that the other people who apparently don't want to live with the consequences that they vote in. This is what we voted in. This is what we get. Yeah, this is it. And that's why, and that's why I, I fully support those, uh, those governors sending people to the cities that virtue signaled that they were sanctuary cities. So now, you know, too, even yeah. yeah, put your money where your mouth is. I agree. Yeah. All right, Bob, I appreciate the call, man. Good to hear from you. Enjoy the rest of your walk. Got this message also from uh, Tim who says, according to uh, real America's voice, Roku channel One Ninety Four. there has been about 270,000 illegal aliens entering the country every single month last year. John Fredericks is one of the ones talking about it. The majority of illegals are military-aged men from countries all over the world, including China, China, Syria, and other Middle East countries. This is an invasion, pure and simple. For what purpose? Both Democrats and many Republicans choose to ignore the problem. Yeah, we talked about Michael Yan, the war correspondent down at the Darien Gap, who has personally observed you know, people from all over the world, military-aged men, some of whom engage in practices and rituals associated with the People's Republican uh, or the People's Republic of China, their uh, their army, like the slaughtering of the chickens, drinking the blood, and all that. I mean, if you think they're not sending, you know, operatives in here, you're you're delusional. 